Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that always yells at Santa for his presents. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I'm doing good. Santa never just gives up the presents. I find you always have to yell at him. Yeah, I know. I remember that one time you went to the, the mall and you were like, Hey, y'all fat fucking Santa. Give me my goddamn presents. <laughs> you God, piece of shit, Santa. Come here, you Get over here, you fat lard. <laughs> fucking filth. <laughs> you waste of space, bitch. Get over here. Give me my presents. <laughs> Yeah, you're an asshole, Brandon. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, we are starting this podcast off strong. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, you got a PS5 for it, so it was great. <laughs> yeah, whatever works, man. Oh, my goodness, Brandon. How's you, how you doing, man? How's your week? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm recovering from a little workplace injury. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the thing that you sent me a picture of that ruined my whole week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was that. Well, what did you do? I don't think you ever explained yourself. No, I didn't. So, I was just at work, just chilling, as you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm imagining it now. (laughs) And uh, I was, like, kneeling down to grab something, and I lost my balance while I was kneeling. So, I put my hand on an industrial-sized deep fryer to to balance myself for, like, half a second, and that was enough to sizzle away. All the skin on my hand. Oh, right on your palm, too, wasn't it? Yeah, my, my video game playing hand. Oh, my God, Brand. Did you go to, like, you know, the hospital or anything? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, none of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't It wasn't actually that bad. Like, it, it swelled up like a balloon, and it was a gross, disgusting-looking blister that I sent you the photo of, so you got yeah, to you see did. it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like a weird patch of skin. Well, Brandon, do you want me to help you out here by just, like, telling you my story about what happened to me one time? I don't know if it'll make you feel any better, but it's funny. Sure. Okay, so one time when I was, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, some whatever time, like, Mario Party came out for the original Nintendo 64, they had these mini games on there where you had to, like, put your, you had to, like, rotate the, the control stick a lot, right? Mm-hmm. The best way to do those was to put your hand, like put your palm on it, and then rotate it with your entire like wrist. Well, one time I took a shower, okay, because I was getting ready for a party, and I took a shower, and then I was like, "Oh, I got some time. I better just play a couple of rounds on Mario Party," you know? Because you do that. by yourself. Do... I don't remember. I was playing some of the mini games or something. Maybe it was my brother. I don't remember. Anyway, I got out of the shower, so it was still kind of like hydrated if you will and i uh played the tug of war game and i rotated the the whole controller with my with my palm and it just ripped off a layer of my skin right before a goddamn party where i was gonna play mario party you guys oh no (laughs) yeah so it wasn't an industrial deep fryer but it was mario party so they're both the same thing i guess yeah that definitely put you at a disadvantage for the party i couldn't play mario party i was gonna win too well, at least you had a good excuse for, like, you know, not winning. I, I guess everybody else had more fun because I couldn't just dominate here. But anyway, so I guess you're not playing many Mario Party anytime soon. <laughs> nope. Nope. Mario Party's for me. I just sit on the side and cry. Sorry, uh, guys. That's okay. You know what? It's all right. Got to give some Mario Party love to everybody else. So, Brandon, this week I moved all of my computer stuff over to a new desk. I got a new desk. Whoa. And it's an L-shaped desk, so I'm basically fancy now. Oh and uh, I had to fucking build it, though, Brandon. God, you know, oh, I hate building wow. shit. wow. I think I would rather... <laughs> I would rather shake hands with the deep fryer again. <laughs> well, you know, we don't have an Ikea over here, so at least, like, the instructions were... Well, no, they weren't. They were terrible. <laughs> I had to look up a video, <laughs> and it was still terrible. And Yeah, they always are. Oh, that's so bad. Like, like, I was putting it together, and I was... Like, there was just this moment, because Kim was helping me, and we just looked at each other, and we were like, something's wrong, and I don't know what it is. Yes, there's always that moment. I hate it. So we had to, like, sit there and unscrew some stuff and rotate the bars a little bit. Stupid. I hate it. But you know what? It's done. If you hear a loud crash, and everything collapses, and I start crying, it's because my desk broke. But, like, for now, it's good. Yeah. Oh, man, Brandon. You know what? Are you ready to talk about some Tales from the Crypt, though? Oh boy, I think we should. We should, we should. Man, we Okay, so we just got done watching Tales from the Crypt. Uh, we got done watching episode three, Dig That Cat. He's real gone. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yes, that is the title. That is the actual title. He is not making that up. Nah, I'm not. Did you like this episode, Brandon? What'd you think? Oh boy, Cortland. I don't know what the hell I just watched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what did you feel about it? I did not hate it. I, I don't think I even disliked it, but I was really confused, like, just what it was. It was awesome. It's it it's an odd one. It's an odd episode. It's got a vibe, and I oh, yeah. think I think I enjoy it. I fucking loved it, Brandon. Like if, out of it, out of the three episodes we've seen so far, this one reminds me yeah. of a Ron Oliver episode the most. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's even got the pink flamingos, Brandon. It's got a pink flamingo in it. If like if this was directed by Ron Oliver, I'd have been like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but it's not. It's uh directed by Richard Donner. Yeah, some nobody named Richard Donner. Yeah, who the fuck is that? I don't know, probably some commercial director. Mm -hmm. Lethal Weapon 4, Brandon. He did it. (laughs) He did Lethal (laughs) Weapon 4. (laughs) Oh, also 3 and 2 and 1. Okay, and Scrooge. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I feel like we just talked about all of those movies. um, We did. Yeah, I you know, let's just go in here, Brandon. I got a lot of notes for this one, so maybe yeah, it'll be a little right. bit longer. Know, it's a pretty talky story. one. A bit, a bit. So you ready to get in? You ready to dive let's in? Start from the top. And then go back in time and then go to the top again and then kind of go back in time again. Alright, our episode starts up with our boy, it's the Crypt Keeper. He's just kinda chilling there, making some weird noises. <laughs> <laughs> He lights a match and a candle and then welcomes us to his crawly crypt as if we have never been here before. He talks about his tale today saying this little drama is about about one of life's unexpected pleasures. Dying, that is. The way that he's introduced though, um, you know, Troy said that all three of these episodes were like filmed for the pilot. This one can, I can tell like this is, this was the introduction to the Crypt Keeper. He's very much like hello for the first time like yeah oh hello i didn't see you there my name's crypt keeper <laughs> i'm lighting a candle because i'm expecting guests <laughs> making it a little homey in this crypt what a sweetie he says most of us only get to do it once and it's all over before you can really enjoy it but one man did get to die again and he liked it so much he started doing it for a living this is the story of ulrich the undying a sideshow performer that found death not only fun, but profitable. In fact, he's dying to put on a show for you right now. When he explained like what the story was going to be, and I felt terrible that I accidentally read the IMDB sentence that explained everything, but mm-hmm. we would have known what was coming right away because Crypt Keeper told us exactly what we were getting. Yeah, he spoils the whole thing. God damn him. How dare he? This isn't what I'm paying for. And then, at the end... <laughs> That leads us to the tale, where we're at a little carnival, Brandon. The opening credits play for It's a good place for a horror story. Yeah, I mean, at least one of them has to take place at a carnival, right? These opening credits, though, Brandon, they play for a while. I I, I don't know if... Do you think they're going to get over that? Like, I don't know. It was the 90s. I hope so. The late 80s, 90s. Opening credits were, like, all the rage, but I hope that they kind of just get over that. But anyway... We get this imagery of, like, a clown walking around, and he's nodding at people, and there's a gal with a beard and stuff. It's, it's classic carnival nonsense. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, it's a handheld camera. It just looks like somebody walking around. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. But it does take a long time. The one thing that bothers me, though, Brandon, there's a bunch of children that are working there. They're, like, pushing balloon carts and stuff, so apparently child labor laws just weren't a thing back in 1989. It was the 80s, man. You could do whatever you wanted. Before the government ruined everything who the hell is supposed to go and push all the small buttons and crawl into the small spaces (laughs) not me i can't do that we pop over to a carnival barker and by pop i mean there's like a ton of cuts in this episode like this episode oh yeah uh... it's like star wipes there's like iris fades in and out and i was wondering what every trick in the book the lot of just cuts. And I, I normally I'm like, uh, you know, but I kind of like it a lot in this episode. I think it works really well. Every PowerPoint transition you can think of. It's great. <laughs> yeah, like somebody will be talking and then it'll just jump cut to them in a different pose and like continuing the conversation. It's a little bit jarring, but like I said, I kind of like it. Gives this episode kind of its own feel, you know. Definitely. The Barker's talking to the camera and the crowd about gathering round. 
He's talking about a show that has no pesticides, but it might have a homicide. A special show that's two-in-one, The Tragedy of Death and the Miracle of Resurrection. Get used to that word. He moves us over to the event with Ulrich the Undying, saying he's going to be buried in a coffin, and he's going to die of suffocation. And he points us over to a clock, saying that he'll get buried tonight at midnight, and they're not going to dig him back up until noon tomorrow. By then... His oxygen will be exhausted. Folks, this is an escape that Houdini himself couldn't have gotten out of. I give to you Ulrich the Undying! The crowd starts chanting for Ulrich, and we go over to Ulrich, and he hops into the coffin and lays down. He smooches at the crowd, and and that's they're throwing popcorn in their mouths and stuff, and, and then yeah. the coffin lid closes. They're there to see a show, but like... From their perspective, this would be such a boring thing to watch. You're basically there for the carnival barker. Yeah, because this guy's going to get lowered into the ground, and then that's it. Show's over. Yeah. You just assume the next day that he's going to come back. It's the perfect setup for this episode, though, because in the coffin, we get a shot of Ulrich looking up into the camera as he lights a little candle. And he tells us that when they dig him up, he'll be dead. Like all those bastards want him to be. (laughs) But he won't be staying that way. He remembers the day it all began. So, most of this episode, we cut back to, like, Ulrich, and he's, like, explaining things from his coffin bed, and we get to see what has led up to this point. Yeah. So, we Tarantino it back to the start. Yeah. That's cool. First of all, we cut over to Ulrich being a homeless man in the back alley, and there's this doctor that comes up to his cardboard box, and Ulrich slashes at him with a knife. And the doctor asks him if he wants to be rich, saying all he has to do is uh, get his consent to do a little small experiment. No big deal. Ulrich giggles at him a little and then kind of gets taken away by the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Hold on. Let's hold on, Brandon. How do you feel about Ulrich? About Ulrich? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Ulrich so many times in this episode. But how do you how do you feel about him? I don't know. He's kind of a, a shit. And he's very dumb, I think. He is, but he's kind of charming, Brandon. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> You think? I like him. I don't know. There's a lot that I don't... There's not a lot that I don't like about this episode, I think. He's a charismatic showman for a few scenes. I like him. I like him because he's Joey Pants. Yeah. You can't not like Joey Pants. Well, here's but I mean, the thing. as a character, he's a shit. I don't know much about Joey Pants. Like, I don't know... I'm excited to see him and see his IMDb profile and be like, Oh, there. Yeah, I remember him now. But uh, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Now we're in the doctor's lab and we see a cat in a cage. And then the dude points at a computer screen saying, this shit is a cat scan. It shows the blood flow into the brain of a healthy house cat. (laughs) I get it. (sighs) Stupid. This one shows the brain of a cat near death. And Ulrich is bored of this nonsense and asks what the point is. And the doctor says the point is that this cat didn't die permanently. An hour later, the cat was back and better than ever. And Ulrich gets up wondering what this shit's got to do with him. Well, the whole reason for this episode is kind of stupid. The doctor Mm -hmm. wants to surgically graft this cat's gland into Ulrich's brain. And Ulrich gets up saying, oh, so I'll get to die nine times. Dope. (laughs) And, uh... Yes. He walks over to some big surgical tools and needles and shit and wonders aloud, wait, what if this doesn't work? And the doctor tells him, oh, then you won't even have to worry about nothing. So the whole premise of this episode is that this doctor is looking into rejuvenation or resurrection or whatever. He takes a cat and he kills it and he puts the gland of a cat in a human and then bada bing bada boom they can die nine yes. times. So first you have to accept that yes of course cats cats can die nine times. That's a Absolutely. thing we all know and it's just objectively true. But how how to get that ability into a person that's what we've never been able to figure out. Mm-hmm. We're all dying once like chumps. Oh, lame. So it turns out you just take part of their brain, smash it into yours, and your brain's just like, oh, yeah, you're with me. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you can die nine times. <laughs> yeah. It worked, well, we quick cut to Ulrich snapping awake after a surgery, complaining about his headache, saying it's worse than any hangover. And the camera pans to the back of his head where we see a gross incision. And Ulrich complains about the doctor shaving his head, even though it doesn't. And he also says he feels pretty shitty but wonders if it works. And the doc says, it worked so good, dude. You got nine lives from this poor little cat. And we cut over to see a dead cat under a bloody blanket. <laughs> All Rick's like, wait a minute. How do I know I got nine lives? And the doctor cocks a gun, 
and he shoots Ulrich <laughs> in the head with a smile and a flourish. With no hesitation. <laughs> He's no. just like, oh, well, I'll show you. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> There's this really weird distorted cat meow thing as Ulrich flops over dead. <laughs> and that, that cat noise, I'll probably try and play it here, but it plays like a lot every time Ulrich <laughs> dies. The doctor checks his heart and laughs because he just murdered a dude. And suddenly... <laughs> Ulrich screams awake and grabs the doctor, yelling, You bastard, you tried to kill me! And the doctor laughs again, saying, No, I did kill you, and you could still die eight more times. Ulrich's all, Whatever, give me my money. But the, the doctor goes to get him his money, but offers up, What What about making up like a thousand times more than this? They could both make a ton of money, enough to keep his research going, and for Ulrich to be able to drink himself to death. And Ulrich counts his money, asking about what we do next. Doctor tells him to shave, but not too close because those lives are too valuable to waste. Ulrich smiles, looking into the mirror to check out his recently shot dome, and then asks, why not? He's with millions. We cut to the circus, okay? Because we have to go back to the circus, where the doctor Mm -hmm. is talking about, uh, is walking and talking with the carnival barker, and the barker tells him that he isn't interested in escape acts at all because all they do is make the audience disappear. But the doctor's all like, this guy's different. He doesn't escape, but dies in front of your eyes. That's why we could only have a scheduled number of performances. And the Barker, whose name on IMDb, by the way, is Barker. Who's <laughs> my call? It's a good name. But he, this Barker, he stops and he says, he dies? Okay, I'll give it a shot. I hope it works. I could use the money. My freaks need a new shoe. And he walks away and the doctor smiles big and he dabs the sweat off of his little head. We circle fade to the Barker talking to the crowd and explaining that Ulrich over here is going to drown. And we see Ulrich in this tube of sorts that's uh, somewhat filled with water. And he's kind of hooked up to, like, I don't know, air hoses or something? I don't know. He's locked mm-hmm. up. He's all chained up, too. Yeah. There's photos being taken from the crowd and stuff as the Barker explains that anyone would die after three minutes. But Ulrich here is going to be in this container for a full hour, as verified by our good old doctor buddy here. He asks Ulrich if he's ready, and Ulrich's all, huh? Uh, sure. <laughs> and the water tank starts to what? fill up. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, sure. The water tank starts to fill up as the crowd shake their head and just kind of like boringly eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah, and this crowd, like it's not a huge crowd. No. I want to talk about so th- that after this. This guy's this guy's murdering himself for like it's ten like, people. <laughs> yeah, it's like ten, fifteen people tops. He's like, these are one of my lives. <laughs> and uh Yeah, like ten people get to see it. He's gonna make like fifty dollars. <laughs> There's this showgirl that's near the tank, too, Brandon. Her name mm-hmm. is Cora Lee. <laughs> Beautiful man. I love Cora Lee. And uh, she asks Ulrich if he wants to go get some dinner after he's, you know, back to life. All of, after this is all over. Ulrich is kind of completely submerged in water now and he can't hear. So she writes dinner later on the tube with her lipstick. And then she goes, dinner later, ah, eat. Like, she minds it. <laughs> That's exactly what she sounds like. She is a she's got a voice. Ulrich nods in agreement and then promptly begins drowning. <laughs> yep, that's what happens when you submerge yourself in water and then don't get out. The camera gets a bit fuzzy and flashes over to the cats and and the cat scan from earlier. And the Barker tells them to hurry up and die. So uh Ulrich dies. <laughs> Speaking of the Barker Corlin, we gotta mention it. So this this gentleman, uh we see him in various time periods. It can't be too long, the whole timeline of this episode, but we see him in different times. And he's got prominent facial hair in all of them. He does, you know, yeah. Prominent mustaches. And in this part of the episode, he's featuring a Hitler mustache. He does have a Hitler mustache, yes. <laughs> I just thought we had to mention that. Well, you know, I didn't take any specific notes about what the Carnival Barker looks like. But yeah, he, his mustache in particular is kind of all over the place. And uh, I don't know. I like the Barker a lot. I think that my thing is I like all the characters in this episode. I think they're all hilarious. Even just like the side characters that do stuff. They're so funny. I love it. So the Carnival Barker, as Ulrich dies, he's like, yeah, this guy's deader than shit. But we're going <laughs> to keep him in here for a full hour. And everybody checks their watches and we see an hour pass. And the doctor takes a look at his stethoscope. And water starts leaking out the ear holes. And he says, yep, he's dead. <laughs> Love it. It's such a Ron Oliver thing. So the Barker tells him to drain the tube. And then 
like he works on hyping up the crowd saying and here we have resurrection and we see the tube drain but Ulrich is just still kind of dead in there and Corley asks if he's going to be back in time for dinner the barker assures her that he will he then says Re- resurrection a couple more times and Corley like joins in and the audience starts to just leave and they, they're booing as they walk away Coralie is just screaming at this point and runs up to the tube and she's all crying and stuff. She wants that dinner. She's hungry. <laughs> nang, she, can't, nang. she can't go alone. <laughs> In the tube, Ulrich shakes awake and spits out some water and he busts, he like jumps out of the, the tube and there's like, I don't know, a glass cracking noise, but I don't think anything breaks. But he wants to know what, what Coralie's name is and she tells him it's Coralie and agrees to get some Italian food. And then he shouts that he's resurrected, which sets the carnival barker in action. He screams a bunch, and the crowd comes back in to check it out. Yes, the ten people. Yeah, Brandon, their idea here. So he's got, like, he's got nine lives, and he essentially (laughs) just wasted, he wasted two of them, because he got shot in the head for no reason. Right. And then, now he's drowning to a crowd of, like, ten people. Don't you think that you would, like, hype it up a lot more before you started working on this, like, act? (laughs) Yeah. So, man. The whole premise of this episode is absolutely stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's You just kind of have to accept it, I guess, because if you don't, it just everything falls apart. But yeah, I, I mean he he was a homeless he was a homeless man, so any kind of decent amount of money is probably pretty good for him. Like I get that they but, probably they have to build it up so that they attract more and more people and stuff, but you know, with just like a limited amount of times that you can do this and trying to maximize your profits. Like this is an event that you should be like hyping up for like, I don't know, a year or something to like build up or maybe not that long, like at least a month, not like a day, but yeah. Eh, like whatever. if you play, if you played it smart, this ability could definitely earn you millions of dollars. You just have mm-hmm. to earn millions of dollars, but not at all attract any attention from the U.S. government, who would immediately steal him like he's E.T. and <laughs> try to do experiments on him. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the episode didn't go that route, but spoilers, it doesn't. A little later, the doctor is counting the money as Ulrich walks beside him saying, Just think, Doc, ten grand just to watch me drown on the ten o'clock news. Doc reminds him that 60% of that is going right back into the longevity research. Ulrich snags the money saying it's a partnership and I got a date. Coralie walks into frame saying hi, and then the two walk away, leaving the doctor. Cut to Ulrich in present day in the coffin saying that... That's one thing I'll say for old Doc Manfred. He wasted no time getting me killed again. Cut to the barker, and he's yelling at everybody to gather round. This time he's got a stick in his mouth, because it's like old western-y stuff, because Ulrich's dressed up like a cowboy. Also, he's on a horse. they They have some fun little setups for these. They do, I like them. And I gotta say, like... The the last one that they do, the one that's like his big finale, is like the most boring of them. It is, yeah. Everything else is much more exciting, very like more crowd pleasing than watching somebody just jump into a coffin and then get buried. Yeah, but it turns out this time Ulrich's got a little necktie and he's gonna die right in front of everybody's eyes because he's got a noose on, not a necktie. But anyway, Ulrich exclaims, "It's a good day to die." And we look over at the ticket booth, where people are quickly spending money to watch someone publicly die. So it turns out that dude from the first episode that we saw, he was right. Everybody wants to see people die, apparently. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ulrich's voiceover says that people came from all around just to see me bite the big one. On the stage, Ulrich is playing it up with the audience, and at the ticket booth, the show is now sold out. Which is weird, because there's still room, but mm, whatever. Yeah, It's like a hundred people now, which is a decent-sized crowd, but still... Not worth an entire life. Right. The Barker talks about how this is the shit that happens when you do the dirty in the dirty town of Dastardly. On stage, Ulrich tells Coralie to pull the lever, but she doesn't wanna. So they argue for a few seconds before Ulrich just pulls that lever himself, and then he gets hanged because the floor goes out beneath him, and he fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Coralie explains that he's dead as, as the crowd cheers up, and a quick cut later, Ulrich pulls himself up, by the neck news as Coralie smooches him. He starts begging her to get him off this rope because he doesn't want to waste a life. That cuts back to the doctor and Ulrich walking. And I like this part because Ulrich, he's still in his cowboy costume and he's got a bandage around his neck and his voice is all scratchy because he's just fucked up his throat. <laughs> it's really cool. I like that. 
He says, hey, doc, there's an awful lot of money in this dying, isn't there? And the doctor laughs, saying, yeah, as long as I get my percent. Aro tells him, that's no problem, as long as you're the one counting the money. They stop at a trailer with a pink flamingo on the outside, and Coralie pops mm. out saying, hey, honey. And Ulrich thanks the doctor, and he goes into the trailer, which immediately starts shaking. <laughs> yes. The second the door closes. Yeah. Somebody's on the other side just pushing that trailer. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your thrice dead showman. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we have. We're really thankful for you spending some time with us. You can help support our show at patreon.com slash private island. We post new content multiple times a week, including early release episodes, bonus content, full length episodes, and so much more. We have plenty of tiers, so there's a little bit of something for everybody. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Beniswitch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, and Preston. The Silver Goth, Steven, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, and Meredith. The Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, Angela, and Keith. And the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. For the latest and greatest on news for the podcast, give us a follow on Twitter at UANPod and on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. Of course, there's always the Discord server, the Facebook group, and more to connect with us. Or you can go old school and send us an email to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I'm keeping it short and simple this week, so I'll let you get back to the episode. Thanks again for listening in, everybody, and I will talk to you later. Bye! to Ulrich in the casket and he says he figures it was time to boost his profits so he waited for just the right moment cut over to Ulrich <laughs> lots of cuts and the doctor and they're riding in a car on a rainy day the doctor's talking about death and stuff but Ulrich really isn't listening that much Brandon mm-hmm. Doc calls Ulrich amazing because it fixes himself and makes them both a lot of money and Ulrich tells him well you half right about that see it's gonna make me a lot of money I'm about to breach my contract, and you're about to die in a horrible car accident. He speeds up a bunch as the doctor says, Oh, wait a second, that's murder. But Ulrich tells him, Yeah, but who's going to suspect me? After all, I'm going to die too. I got six lives left. How many you got? Then he laughs, and he swerves the car that's going like 120 miles per hour into the side of a building. Yeah. Another waste of a life. Yeah, they waste a lot of lives in this He doesn't have that many lives to, like, you know, build up his fortune or whatever no especially because there's not that much money yet <laughs> he's not making that much money and also like with this doctor alive there's nothing to say that you couldn't just keep adding cat yeah. brain parts to your brain and just keep adding lives to yourself i know i thought that too not anymore and though. The, doc- <laughs> the doctor could just be grabbing homeless people from everywhere and shoving cat brain parts into their brains like it doesn't seem like that complicated a surgery Nah, you, just, really. you just shove brains together and you're partially immortal. You just smooch brains a little bit. No big deal. Yeah. But Ulrich sees it different. It's about the money, man. We cut to the casket and he's saying, no hard feelings, Doc. And he smiles. <laughs> we cut to the Barker. He's strapping Ulrich up by the hands, saying, gather round, gather round. In a few minutes, our old Ulrich will die from a burst of electrical energy. And one of you will be the one to pull the switch. <laughs> this is where they should have had the guy from... The first episode come out and be like, oh, yeah, right. Done this shit before. He would have loved this, but he's dead now. Yeah. I, I do like that. That You know, they've kind of amped it up a little bit. They're getting the crowd involved more. So I like it. Emotions for Coralie to pick the person. So she puts her hand in a big like fish bowl of names and she says the winner is um five, two. And the broker's all sweetie. That's a one. And he pulls it away saying one zero five nine zero. And the oldest looking lady with like two <laughs> teeth in her mouth stands up screaming, that's me. <laughs> she can't wait to murder this man. She's so excited. The crowd claps as she walks up and Coralie yells, congrats, you get to fry my boyfriend. The Barker asks Ulrich if he has any last words. And Ulrich starts to dedicate this death to the memory of his dear friend, the doctor, who would have wanted him to continue. But it gets cut off from a crowd member who's yelling, shut up and cook him. 
<laughs> Jeez. That's so funny. The barker asks the old lady if she's ready, to which she excitedly says, You bet your ass I'm ready! <laughs> she pulls the lever, and Ulrich gets electrocuted and dies. <laughs> He's all like, blah, 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 blah. Less talk, more murder! <laughs> There's a bunch of cat meows and some weird sounds, and then it's finished. And the crowd cheers, and the barker yells, Resurrection! Or are you gonna make a liar out of me? Ulrich doesn't really get back up yet, though. So the barker runs up to him as Coralie gets the crowd to cheer and get excited. I love that old lady. She was so cute. Yeah, hopefully she's in many more episodes. We're gonna find out. We cut to Ulrich in the casket saying, That's the one thing I didn't figure. Some resurrections take longer than others. Cut to the morgue, Brandon, where there's this dude washing up. And he walks past another dead body and, and thanks him for his business. And then he talks about embalming Ulrich for a second before Coralie busts in with a bunch of reporters asking, what's all the hubba? <laughs> I forgot to say that in the last episode. I don't know if I should like edit it in or not, but I don't know. Hubba. <laughs> what's all <laughs> <Just> the hubba? <laughs> <laughs> she, she explains that you can't embalm him because he's not dead. And to prove the point, Ulrich snaps up and the dude who's going to embalm him falls over and then runs out the door. Ulrich immediately asks how much money they made, and they made $50,624, Brandon. That's it. That's nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, if somebody offered that to me right now, I would say yes. Oh, yeah. But if somebody was like, hey, we murder yourself for this, I'd say, no, probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they screech in excitement, and Ulrich says that he missed her while he was dead. Oh, in the wow. casket, Ulrich rolls his eyes saying, oh, that was too close for comfort. If they embalmed me, I don't know if I could come back. And even if I did, though, ugh. So, next time I made special arrangements. Coralie would get my body no matter what. We cut over to the carnival barker, where he's yelling that someone can shoot an arrow and kill Ulrich. There's a weird bear with, like, this cut-out heart that's kind of moving back and forth on the stage. It's got mm -hmm. also, it's, it's got, like, a little sumo diaper thing on, too. And Ulrich plays around with that, saying that he's ready to die, and the Barker says uh, to give this man a hard-on, if you will. <laughs> I get it. It's so funny. Corley cheers, and the Barker tells a dude with a sailor outfit uh, to come on up and shoot Ulrich. And he goes up to this crossbow that they got there, and the Barker tells him, that'll be $1,000, please. And the guy hesitates for a moment and then shakes his head, and the Barker yells for somebody else to take their best shot. And we get this nerd that comes up. This Barker laughs at him. Yeah, some Rick Moranis-looking motherfucker. It does look like Rick Moranis, yeah. Calls him Arnold Schwarzenegger and then tells him to go ahead and shoot. Ulrich heckles him from the, the stage a little bit as the guy takes aim. And Coralie has to duck out of the way because this guy like pointed the crossbow right at her. The guy fires, but he totally misses. And the broker's all, aw, so near, so far. As the French say, see tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Barker. Barker calls for another person since it's fun for the whole family. And some dude in the stand says, Junior wants to take a swing at it. Barker gets super excited, saying, oh, father and son team. Now the son, Brandon. <laughs> yes. Did you Who's recognize the son? him? <laughs> Did you, re you recognize him, didn't you? Of course I recognized him. He looks exactly the same as he always does. It's Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts. It's Michael Bauer. It's Donkey Lips. <laughs> it's your boy, Michael Bauer. Yes, I'm friends with him on Facebook, I believe. <laughs> well, I let him it. know that he did a fantastic job in this episode. He did so good. This kid... Who doesn't wanna, but, uh, you know, his dad makes him kill people, so. Yeah, it's still illegal, by the way, to shoot somebody with a bow, even if they have magical powers where they can come back alive. That doesn't matter, Brandon. You can't just do that. Well, you can pay for it. The, the dad says something funny. He says, he's been killing people for years, and now it's his son's turn. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, he's a military guy, I believe. Oh, okay. The kid takes aim and he shoots but misses, and Dad yells that you did that shit on purpose. They they argue I a little dare bit. Dare you not murder? <laughs> I paid a thousand dollars for this. <laughs> Another dude walks up, and it's the State Fair Archery Champion of nineteen eighty seven, Brandon. Oh my god. So prestigious. The crowd cheers and the guy takes aim. After a moment he shoots Ulrich. Like, right through the heart. And it goes through his entire body. And he collapses to the ground. He's the champion for a reason, baby. He knows his aim. The crowd cheers, and then the view fades. I'm sorry, like, the camera view fades. The crowd cheers more, and the guy asks what he wins. And Coralie, like, walks over to Ulrich and pulls out the bolt out of his body. And the Barker hands it to the man. And this dude thinks that's awesome. 
some time passes and someone is checking out Ulrich to make sure he's dead. And Coralie asks somebody to help her move the body. But a police officer is there telling her that that can't be done. And she has a note saying that she has some special arrangements for the deceased. And the cop, he ain't buying that shit. So Cora pulls out a fat wad of cash and hands it to the officer. And he stares at it saying, holy shit, this is more money than it make in a year. Cora's all, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so more money than a police officer makes in a year. Mm -hmm. And he's just giving it away. Yeah. For the ability to make probably not that much more money. For killing himself. He's not very good with his money in this episode. Nothing about this plan makes any sense. No, not really. But the officer's like, uh, you want me to help move this body? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. We cut to the trailer where Ulrich is sitting and having a drink with Coralie. And she's excited because they, they made front page on the news or something. She's asking how he's doing. But Ulrich says that this dying shit is taking years off of his life. And there's a knock on the door, and it's the Barker saying, gather round, gather round. 80% of the box office take payola from HBO and some side betting money, too. And he hands the two some money and then starts getting real, saying, you know, on a personal note, I, uh, and Ulrich doesn't want to listen to that. He slams the door in his face, and he walks over to check out the money. And it's $60,000, Brandon. Which is nothing! (laughs) It's not even that much more than, like, two shows ago or something. Yes. Ulrich suggests that they take a vacation, check out the Wayne Newton act in Vegas, go to the Bahamas, and then go over to Paris. Some dude wants to check out his life story. All of them. Cora thinks that's wonderful, but she's got a better idea. She slowly pulls a comb out of her purse saying, I'll go on vacation and you'll... And she looks over at her comb. She's like, fuck. So she quickly replaces it with a knife, yelling, And then stabs Ulrich in the back. And Ulrich... He growls a bit and then kind of dies <laughs> as Cora, she does like a quick little prayer and then she apologizes to him. She grabs the money and hopes he enjoys the rest of his lives. And Ulrich just kind of growls a bunch and then we cut over to Ulrich in the casket. He says, that bitch double crossed me, killed me and took the money I died for. Well, I still have one life left and this life is going to pay me plenty. So after but all probably those, not that much. <sighs> After all of those lives, he has no money right now, Brandon. Yeah. Like, three of the lives were just completely nothing. He didn't get any money for them. He crashed the car, he got stabbed, and he got shot shot by the dock. Yeah. All of his money's gone. And he's made, like, ten grand for the other ones. Yeah. He got enough to, like, I don't know, purchase the trailer? And then that was stolen, so... Woof! What a terrible, terrible way to Waste go. of life, yeah. Over with the Barker, he's all, you want what? And Ulrich says he wants 100% of the profits. Barker's all, but that'll leave me with next to nothing. And Ulrich says, girl, I made this shit, and I hate to think what'll happen if your star attraction's a no-show. So Barker re- begrudgingly agrees to the demands, asking how he can live with himself. Ulrich walks away saying, he don't. He wants all that ten thousand dollars set him up for life his own money with ulrich in the casket he laughs saying that he could have gotten the money from the corndog concessions we cut over to the barker talking about how the time has come and they start lowering ulrich in his casket inside the casket ulrich says that he feels a little bad about the dock but whatevs he's set for life which he's not this cuts to an image of the cat whose gland ulrich absorbed (laughs) he's all that poor little kitty Poor little dead kitty. Too bad he had to die. Wait a minute. That cat, it died. It already died once and only had eight lives left. And we get quick flashes to scenes of Ulrich dying as he makes the realization that he doesn't have nine lives. He's only got he's only got eight. He's on his last one. He starts banging on the casket for somebody. But up top, the diggers, because there's two diggers talking... And uh, they're talking about how this isn't real and they're just going to let somebody, you know, they're not going to let somebody actually die. And uh, eh, they are, though. And the casket already bangs on the lid yelling that he doesn't have nine lives. Back up top, there's a cat that meows and the two diggers look around thinking that they heard something, but it was probably just a cat. The camera zooms over to the grave and a cat gets thrown on it. (laughs) In the casket, Ulrich bangs on it a bunch more, yelling for them to let him out. And the candle that he had in there extinguishes as his oxygen is gone. Back up top, the cat meows a little, and then it fades to black. Now we're back with the Crypt Keeper. 
and his little puppet hand is petting a black cat, saying, nice kitty. Then it jumps down and he yells, get! It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> right at the end. Get! Then he says he hopes we enjoyed this bedtime story. And he picks up a skull and says, alas, poor Ulrich. Miss a bet, though dying for dollars, could have been a popular game show. They could have been a right between Wheel of Misfortune and the newly dead game. And he throws the skull with a little laugh and says, uh, unless they buried in the wrong time slot. <laughs> that sets him off on a laughing spree. And the end of the episode. Pretty good. I love this episode, Brandon. I thought it was fantastic. <sighs> it's such a weird one. Such a weird one. It's so entertaining. So much. There's so much funny stuff in it. All the actors, I think, were on fire with this one. Everybody did a great job. Yeah. Acting is all great. So good. Story, so story is so dumb. It is dumb, yeah. I just I liked it. I think it was great. Let's see here, Brandon. Moral of the story. What do you mean moral of the story on this one? Hmm. Oh, good lord. If you have nine lives, or even eight lives, a pathetic eight lives. Yeah, but... Oh. Just, like, don't do this. Don't do any of what he did. Yeah, don't waste them on nothingness. On a, on a shit carnival. It's not even, like, you know, Vegas or something. It's a rinky-dink little carnival. Oh, in the God. middle of nowhere pandering to people that probably don't have that much money like come on now <laughs> nobody brings a thousand dollars to a carnival what is this <laughs> <laughs> stupid yeah their plan was awful they uh could have kind of like thought about it for at least a few seconds before doing this like this is nothing yeah what's the best way to maximize your profits by being immortal uh do literally anything else <laughs> <laughs> no they did the the worst possible things um moral of the story if you have a doctor that can like make infinite lives and stuff don't kill him you know don't yeah do he can do it again or at least like talk to another doctor and explain something like keep this stuff going maybe people would pay a lot of money just to live forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah the doctor kept saying like oh i need to fund my research but it's like dude i think you figured it out <laughs> it's right. not that not that hard so like you're done Sell this, become a trillionaire because, you know, this is like the biggest discovery in human history. And, uh, yeah, you're good, man. No, none of <laughs> Relax. that. Relax. Alternate episode titles, Brandon. This episode title, Dig oh That Cat. God. He's real gone. He's <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, a great episode name would have just been Ulrich the Undying. It would have. Yes. Uh, Nine Lives to Live. Oh, I like that one. The cat's meow. Coralie's hungry. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, I, th I think that's all I got, Brandon. I want to meet these people on IMDb. Are you ready for this? Yes. Who are these folks? All right. Hold on. Let me slowly open them up here. All right. Let's start with Ulrich, who is played by Joey Pants. Because I don't know. How do you say his name? Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Yeah. He's a great guy. I like him. What has he been in, though, Brandon? Let me see here. Uh, He's been in some things. Most recently, he was in Chucky, the TV series, in one episode. Sure. He was in the SpongeBob SquarePants TV show. I've never heard of it. Sticky Finn's White Whiting. I don't know. 2017. New stuff. Boring. Gone. What's he most known for, Brandon? He was in The Simpsons for an episode. Well, I mean, he's goddamn Cypher from The Matrix, man. That's true. He is Cypher from The Matrix. Yeah, he was in Memento. I can't say that word. I think you've seen that movie, haven't you? M -m -m Memento. M no, I haven't Memento. seen Memento. Uh, he was in Hercules, the TV series. He did a lot of voices, too. The Immortals. He was in Bed Boys. <laughs> Baby's yeah, Day he's, Out, Brandon. He's the captain. He was in Baby's Day Out. Don't you love that? Uh, yes, Baby's Day Out is an amazing movie that we're definitely going to have to talk about at some point. <laughs> <sighs> The gorilla uh, suits alone. He was in the Goonies, Eddie and the Cruisers. Like I've seen that. He was in Mash back in eighty. He was in Life with Louie, Cortland. He was in Life with Louie. I love that show. Uh, it's, it's Joey Pants. <laughs> <laughs> he was in All of the Other Reindeer, nineteen ninety nine. He was in it all. You guys, really good actor. Percy Jackson in the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. Um, yeah, Bad Boys for everything. Life. A couple of bad boys. All the bad boys. All the bad boys. Next up, we have uh, the Barker, played by Robert Wool. 
Robert. He's been in some stuff too, Brandon. He was in Batman back in 1989. Yeah, that's what I recognized him from. I like him. He was in American Dad for four episodes. Uh, Blue Bloods. Everybody Hates Chris. I remember that show. The Bodyguard. Let's see what else. Started his career in 1980 with the Hollywood Knights. He was also in Madonna, Material Girl. I'm assuming it's the music video. I think probably what he's best known for is Arliss, but I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen that either. It's actually Arlit and then dollar signed Brandon. Arlitch-ching! Yeah, yeah, that's what he's in. Next, we have Coralie, who's played by Kathleen York. There was, an, there was a new National Treasure... I didn't know that. She was in it. Oh, yeah. I heard it's terrible. Well, I heard nothing about it. And the way that people were just clamoring over another National Treasure movie, I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard anything about it. She was Joyna or Gina. Like, well, because it doesn't have Nicolas Cage in it. I mean, why Why would it? Why would they make it if it didn't have Nicolas Cage in it? Exactly. She was in How to Get Away with Murder, uh, Jane the Virgin. She was in True Blood, Brandon, that episode. I remember when that show was big. Yeah, and that show was popping for a little while. She was in House and NCIS. Just a lot of, like, one episodes of stuff. Let's keep scrolling. She's got a lot of credits here. She was in Dallas, a TV show from 1984. And, uh, yeah, a couple other things. I love I love Coralie. I thought she was great. Acted yeah, she did great in this. She reminded me a little bit of Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, a little bit like her. I thought it was the same actress. It's not. No, it's definitely not. Next up, Brandon, we have the doctor. Played uh Doctor what's his name? Emil Manfred, played mm-hmm. by Gustave Vintas. Who does that. not have an IMDB profile picture. No, surprisingly. And the last thing that he was in was a little thing called Madonna Celebration, the video collection. Um, what else was he in, Brandon? Let's see here. Ringer, Murder, She Wrote, classic. <laughs> he was in something called Nasty Boys, which oh, could man. be a Bad Boys ripoff, or it could be something else entirely. It was in 1990. You know how they like to do their little, uh, you know, parody movies, so maybe it was. He was also in Beauty and the Beast, not the one with the animated stuff. He was in the one where there's a hairdresser and the Beast, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's about it. Not as many things sure. as the other characters. Yeah, that's that guy. The next character I want to talk about is the old lady, Brandon, who unfortunately has definitely passed away. Uh, old oh, lady yeah. played by Dorothy Newman. Passed away in 1994. Rest in peace. I loved her. She was hilarious. Yeah, she was born before World War One. So yeah, she was. She's seen a old lot. ass lady. She lived a life, Brandon, and most of it was amazing, I'm sure. So let's check it out. Uh, she was in a lot of stuff, Brandon, back in the 60s, the 50s. Keep scrolling, 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 the 40s. She started her career in 1944 with Tale of a Dog. <laughs> There's a lot of things in here I am not going to know a single thing about, Brandon. She was in Gentleman Joe Palooka. She was in Mr. Belvedere Rings the Bell. She was in BF's Daughter. Sweethearts on Parade. She was in My Blue Heaven. Telephone Time, the TV series. She was in Ghost Chasers. Alfred Hitchcock Presents. She played an episode in that. That's cool. She was in the uh, Adams Family back in 1964. She was an episode of that. And Bewitched. I mean, she was in the goddamn Ten Commandments. Oh, I love that movie. And by that, I mean, I remember seeing it as a child and being very scared of it. That's the one with all the claymation and stuff, isn't it? I don't know. I've never seen it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Next, we have Michael Bauer. (laughs) <laughs> aka donkey lips <laughs> yeah what was he in anything oh i'm not done sure. for this guy no he uh was just in something last year called dumbbell special edition uh, good for him yeah he was in bones red dead redemption he was in that good he game played, uh, he, he was the voice of the local population <laughs> all of them <laughs> <laughs> he was the voice of the population <laughs> he was a voice in grand theft auto 4 and bully and Grand Theft Auto Vice City stories. A lot of Rockstar games there. That's yeah. Cool. Close relationship with Rockstar. All right. He was in Evolution, Brandon. Remember that movie? Yes, I love that movie. Yeah. Dude, Where's My Car? Um, Captain Nuke and the Bomber Boys. I think he's probably most known for Donkey Lips from Salute Shorts, though. It's a good thing to be known for. He was in Doogie Howser for two episodes as well, though, Brandon. Is Evolution... Evolution, is that that movie where, like, things die from head and shoulders? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. That's uh, that's the cast, though. I think that's all I want to talk about, Brandon. Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. Nobody important. Nah, everybody else is meh. 
So look, quick shout out to Fake Kramer, the the coroner. Oh right, <laughs> played by Larry Hinkin. He was uncredited yeah. in that role. I have to say. Ah, oh, that's that's dig that cat. He's real gone, Brandon. You want to know what the ep- next episode is? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, this next one is called Only Sin Deep. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's, that could be uh, about anything again. Well, episode title is giving me nothing. Do you? I mean, how about this? I'll, I accidentally it's, looked. It at takes this. place in Vegas. That's that's my guess. I would Sin say City. so. Yeah. The the description here, because these descriptions seem to be about a, a sentence long. This one's relatively short. A hooker learns that beauty is only skin deep. Hmm. So I assume it's going to be exactly like the tale of the vacant lot, right? <laughs> she gets uglier, yeah. and then she's like, "What? What's she happening to me?" She becomes an ugly hooker, and then someone calls her stupid. <laughs> and she doesn't make the track team dang it <laughs> she wanted to be on that hooker track team damn oh, so prestigious i was gonna go to the hooker olympics <laughs> oh i'm only uh i'm excited though Brandon. i think it's gonna be fun i'm uh i'm getting into tales from the crypt i gotta say it's been fun so far and yeah these three episodes have all been very different they really have I assume that this one will also be different. Yeah, they're probably all going to be different. That's that's the great thing about an anthology series. Hopefully there's not a bunch of misogyny in this episode. But we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll tune it's in next the 80s. week. Yeah, right. Well, uh, I gotta say, Brandon, we've only been recording for less than an hour now, so I guess my notes weren't that long. But <laughs> I think that's all I got to say about uh, Dig That Cat. He's real gone. <laughs> yeah, that was all of it we're done here brandon i've been up all night man i will talk to you next week for um shit what's this one called only sin deep yep bye everybody bye (laughs) you face your ass i'm ready